The following program is presented to you by the New York State School Boards Association. NISBA's President's Gavel Podcast is supported by the Harris Beach Educational Institution's team of attorneys. Harris Beach successfully represents more than 130 school districts and BOCES clients throughout New York State on matters involving school district operations, labor and employment matters, cybersecurity, and student issues. Learn more at www.harrisbeach.com. As the calls for educational equity grow louder, school board members are often challenged as this work will lead the district down new paths with new goals and initiatives. Frequently, as boards take up this work, questions such as how do we begin or what is our role arise. Let's call this meeting to order. My name is Mark Snyder, Leadership Development Manager at the New York State School Boards Association. And on this episode of the President's Gavel, I'm joined by Diane Wynn, Director of Wellness and Equity for the Rush Henrietta Central School District, who will be sharing her district's journey towards equity. Welcome, Diane. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. I'm happy to be here. And we're happy that you're joining us. While preparing for our recent equity webinar series, I spoke to superintendents and those in the know about the topic and the trends that are forming across the state. One common response was, you've got to hear about what they're doing at Rush Henrietta. <laughs> so Diane, would you mind sharing with us some of the wonderful equity initiatives and projects that are happening in your district? Absolutely. Well, that's wonderful to hear that um, so many other districts are hearing about some of our work here. Um, we're very excited and proud of the equity and inclusion work that we've been doing. Um, first, I just want to share that, that Rush Henrietta does have four district priorities, and equity and inclusion has been identified as our umbrella priority. So I think um, that's really important to ground us into um, how important that work is here. Um, each year, we write a plan of work that focuses on action steps in each of these priorities. So equity and inclusion has a very specific plan of work. One of the first things is uh, we have an equity and inclusion steering committee. And so that steering committee has almost 50 members um, right now that is made up of a range of stakeholders and really um, parents, teachers, administrators, um, board members across the district. And um, that committee really started with um, doing a district-wide needs assessment in many areas. So. Um, I can talk about that a little bit more um, kind of on the data that we collected, but that was a big initiative to really, um, you know, make sure that we are understanding the needs of our school population. Um, right now, the committee is using the New York State um, Culturally Responsive Sustaining Framework as a guiding document to develop a three-year plan. Um, so that is a big um, piece that we are finishing right now to present to the board. And um, recently, our district developed a 10-day equity journey. And we're really proud of this because, you know, we were inspired by the United Way's 21-day um, racial equity challenge. Um, but we decided that we really wanted to kind of streamline it. Um, we made it 10 days, and we chose the word journey because we wanted it to really reflect um, the ongoing conversations that we're ha having here in Rush Henrietta um, and that we're all on our own personal journeys. and you know, our journeys and as a district as well. 
Um, so that was just a great way to kind of um, share, you know, a daily um, videos and articles and kind of ways for people to get involved in our community um, and to really add some interesting facts about uh, Rush Henrietta in general and our daily messages to our staff. So those are a couple of um, the big areas. You know, really um, one of the last things I just do want to highlight because it's so important is the work that we're doing um, with restorative practices. So, you know, restorative practices are, are such a powerful tool for schools to use um, really to address equity. And we've trained um, hundreds of our staff in community building circles. And, you know, we really know that building connections and relationships is the first step in this work. So that has really been um, an incredible um, piece, and we have expanded that into our departments as well. That sounds fantastic, and, and I, I love how you mentioned that the steering committee has 50 members representing all of our stakeholders. Uh, I, I really like the fact that you're, you're working to understand the needs of the community. And I had an opportunity to go onto your district website to take a look at the 10-day equity journey. And uh, for, for anyone that's listening, I recommend you do that because there are some, some really exciting things that are happening in, in the district relating to equity. And uh, I think your website really does bring out a lot of those activities. And like you said, those videos are, are inspiring. There's a lot of movement in the district, obviously. Uh, have there been any positive results yet? Or do you have any success stories that you could share at this point? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we have um, uh, so many success stories. I mean, the first thing, you know, just to kind of um, reflect on what you just shared about our equity journey is we did do um, a survey afterwards to ask parents um, and students and staff members um, what they felt about that journey that we developed and you know the feedback was overwhelmingly positive and I think it really speaks volumes about how our school community feels about this work so you know people were saying that this really helped to um, make me think about things in a different way. And I learned um, specific facts about our district that I didn't know before, you know, and, and the diversity that we have. So um, again, we kind of always go back to that. It's a personal journey, but it's also a journey that we're taking as a school community. Um, and, you know, the other piece that I think it really I see as a huge success story is those um, community building circles that I just mentioned. So, you know, a lot of districts do uh, community building circles, and we really felt that we wanted to be sure that these initiatives are expanded throughout the district. They're not just for students, um, they're for our adults as well and our staff. We have to build community among all of us. So um, the transportation department, uh, we had bus drivers and bus monitors who voluntarily participated, and it was such a powerful experience for them. We originally had four sessions. Um, for people, we had about um, almost 20 individuals in the first session, and they wanted them to continue because they said, we've learned things about each other we never knew, and we're starting to have these really tough conversations that we used to, um, you know, have conflicts over, you know, talking about difficult things, and so they asked for more sessions. So we extended that to six sessions. And then we had so many other people who wanted to do it in that department that we offered another four session series. And now um, we have expanded that to include an advanced training um, for any bus drivers who are interested in becoming experts in, um, and leaders in their department in these restorative conversations. So that is, is such a huge success story on the power of, you know, when we think about these initiatives, 
are there groups that we don't consider um, that also would like to be part of this training and part of this work? And so, you know, we're really proud of the fact that our transportation department has really just uh, embrace this work and um, want it to be so involved in it, and it's been great. Uh, you mentioned how the district was able to collect some data from uh, you know, various stakeholders, and I'm just wondering if you could speak a little more elaborately on uh, what data was used to inform the district's decision-making, and then what did the data show you about your district? Yeah, um, so there was a, there's been quite a bit of data that's been collected as part of our district-wide needs assessment. Um, so we did look at some data we already have, you know, such as attendance data, discipline data, looking at um, do we have disproportionality among any of our subgroups um, as far as those areas. But we also did um, student satisfaction surveys and um, both teacher and student focus groups um, to collect data on um, how are people feeling? What are their, um, you know, do they feel welcomed um, in Rush Henrietta? What are their biggest concerns as far as, you know, how we are meeting the needs of our diverse population? Um, how are our families feeling that we are as a district? You know, really looking at um, people's, people's experiences in our district and um, getting survey data from families, um, from both our instructional and our non-instructional staff and kind of delving more into what are the areas that we should focus more on. Um, for example, uh, one of the things that came out in our survey was that um, many of our parents said, I do feel welcomed in the district, but I am concerned a little bit that um, the diversity of our kids isn't reflected in all of our um, materials, all of our curriculum materials. So that was an area that we said we need to take a closer look at that, you know, and make sure that um, our diverse population is reflected in the materials that we are using in our schools. So, you know, that's an example of something we looked at. Um, something else that uh, we looked at was uh, professional development. You know, does the staff feel that they have the training that they um, need to really start thinking about their own biases, their own implicit biases, or, um, you know, any challenges that they experience um, when, you know, having uh, difficult conversations with students or, you know, kind of facilitating some of this work. And so, you know, we realized, okay, we need to provide more opportunities for trainings on this um, and really providing trainings on um, helping staff um, deal with students who have experienced trauma as well. You know, because we really, um, in our district, we really look at kind of the relationship of all of those things. I mean, if we're really going to be equitable, we have to look at, um, you know, everything. We have to look at student mental health. We have to look at how we're meeting needs of our population. So, um, but, you know, some those were some areas that we looked at. And, you know, in August, um, prior to school reopening in August 2020, we also developed mental health surveys and sent them out to our parents, our staff, and our students in junior high and high school. And we really wanted to kind of focus on the alignment between um, mental health and equity. So how are we going to meet needs? And, you know, some families um, were more uh, impacted um, by the pandemic than other families. And how do we make sure that we're meeting all of those needs um, that people have? So, you know, we're constantly kind of looking at that data and making sure that we're reassessing and um, providing some targeted areas based on the results. 
Yeah, that's great. And I think uh, I thank you for uh, being so candid in what the data was able to show you, because I think it paints a nice picture for us to really demonstrate why it's so important to look beyond that attendance data and that discipline data and that student performance data that the board normally monitors and really find out how our students, our staff and our families feel about the district and taking those climate surveys uh, and in those satisfaction surveys to make sure that we are meeting all the needs of, uh, of all of our stakeholders. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I really feel, you know, all of that data is important, but, you know, what it comes down to is um, people's experiences as well. And so, you know, we can't, we can't be welcoming and inclusive if we're not asking people how they feel and what kind of job we're doing as a district and um, making sure that they feel welcomed and that they feel included and that they feel that their voices are valued. Yeah, absolutely. There are always those, uh, areas of the community, those aspects of the community that uh, don't agree with what's being done. And I'm just wondering if you've uh, encountered any pushback from your community, and if so, how has the district been able to respond to that? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, um, anytime you're engaging in, in equity and inclusion work, I think, um, you know, it's it can be challenging at times. And I think initially in the district, um, there was some um, maybe lack of understanding about what exactly does this mean? Um, now that we're talking about equity, what does this mean? Is this only for a certain group of individuals? Are we only talking about racial equity? Um, are we talking about equity uh, in socioeconomic status, opportunities? And I think, um, you know, there, there were some questions and I think there were some um, maybe, uh, you know, not a clear understanding on everybody's part about what this meant and what this would mean for um, everyone. So if we're, if we're looking at equity, are we gonna take away opportunities from certain people to make new opportunities? And I think um, sometimes when that's not made clear, I think that, um, you know, there can be some, some anxiety around that. But I think, you know, what we really did was we were very clear from the beginning about the intentions of this work. Um, and, you know, our Board of Education has been um, extremely clear about how important they feel this work is and that, you know, this is really benefiting everyone. When we become a more equitable school district, it's the right thing to do for everyone. Um, and so really, you know, kind of being clear that it's a journey. Um, we, we refer a lot to the Cultural Competence Continuum, which is a tool that's out there. And we talk about, you know, sometimes we, we um, ebb and flow with where we are on the continuum and they're all learning experiences. So I think those conversations have been really important in our district to just, you know, really share that, you know, we want to invite people in and we want to build safe spaces to talk about these things and to talk about some biases we might have. And, you know, we're not in the business of um, shaming or embarrassing anyone. That's not where we're at. You know, we all um, have room to grow. And so if we don't make spaces for these conversations, we're not gonna grow. So we've really kind of approached it as it's a learning experience for all of us, from every student to every staff member to every board member. We're still learning about it along with you. And it's okay for us to talk about these things and have different um, perspectives. Yeah, absolutely. Communication and education 
are, are the key to this work. And, and I think you know, that's it's really uh, commendable how you've been able to incorporate the entire community into these discussions and into these uh, into the dialogue and allow them to be a part of it, not just uh, absorbing the information, but being a part of the story that's being uh, developed in the district. Absolutely. Uh, so now we're, of course, the New York State School Boards Association, and I, I'd be, it'd be remiss for me to not ask, uh, as you've gone through the process, what has been and what continues to be the role of your school board, uh, both as the plans were being made and now that steps are actually being taken towards equity in the district? Yeah, I mean, you know, our Board of Education, um, they have really shown their support um, of equity and inclusion in, in a number of ways um, throughout all of this. And I think the the first really important, um, you know, step that they took was adopting this district priority. So um, our board and our superintendent often say, you know, we have four priorities, but equity and inclusion is our umbrella priority. That's the term um, that they use often. And so, you know, that's really a huge first step in saying, you know, everything we do, we have to think about this umbrella priority. And we've also revised it each year um, as we kind of think about how we want to word that and making sure it's aligned with our values and the work that we're doing and taking um, strong stands on where we stand with certain things. Um, so the board is involved in that every year. Um, and I also think the important thing uh, to mention that I would be you know, remiss if I didn't bring up is that um, the Board of Education approved this position that I have right now in the district as the Director of Wellness and Equity. And I think that is a huge step in really sending a message that we are so dedicated to this that we want a director who is really focused on this, um, directing this work, because we know we can have commitment from everybody, but it is helpful to have um, someone who can kind of direct a lot of this, this committee work and a lot of this work. So um, that was a huge thing. And, you know, our board members um, are on our steering committee, um, several of them, and they're on nearly every subcommittee focused on equity that we have, whether that's our code of conduct revision committee, our, um, you know, parent advisory group, there is a board member on all of those. So I think that is really important because, you know, when I am uh, presenting some updates to the board, many of them already know what's happening because they're part of the work the whole way. So they really have such an active role. Um, and I do want to mention too, another area that I think is important is that, you know, the board really wants to be a part of these initiatives and they want to experience them. And so our board members um, are actually going to be participating in weekly community building circles. Um, so myself and another director um, who have been working with all these other departments, we offered that and said, do you want to be a part of this? And they said, absolutely. We want to know what other people are experiencing and we want to um, learn more about this and really engage in this work. So. Um, that, you know, that just blows me away that you have every board member who is committing um, to these weekly circles so that they can also experience what that's like um, and really dive into this work. So, you know, I would say really through all those ways, they have been such an important force in um, really advocating for equity in our district. Yeah, and, and I think your board is, is is hitting it right on the head here, it's, as that's usually the response that we give when boards would ask, you know, how do we get involved? What do, what do we do? Uh, and, right. you know, those are the big three, support, make it a priority, and advocate. Uh, and and, and I, I love that your board is, is taking the initiative to get more involved and to really get into the community and 
and and and really learn about the work that's that's happening and and being a part of that work. That's that's fantastic. What advice would you have for a district that is just starting this work and wants to take the first steps? Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess the first thing that I would say is um, to start small, um, to think about, you know, what are some um, goals that we want to accomplish right now and what are some bigger, broader goals that we want to work towards. But, you know, to start small, to, to start a committee of passionate people. Um, make sure that you have a representation of the voices of your community on that committee, you know, and really get some of that, um, get people together to start thinking about, you know, where are we at with this and what impact can we have? Um, one of the first things that our steering committee did was we um, spent some time coming up with shared definitions of some terms like diversity, equity, inclusion. What are we even talking about here? And I think that's important if a district is first starting out to really say, okay, this is what we are talking about when we say equity. Um, this is what we're talking about when we say that we're trying to, um, you know, achieve inclusion in our district. So really talking about that and then, you know, I would really say um, building those relationships first and foremost because this equity work is only gonna be successful if you are um, encouraging connections and relationships among people in your district. So whether that's doing some of these community building circles or um, having forums where people can share, um, you know, getting re really getting a pulse on how people feel, um, what their perspectives are, how welcoming are we as a district, you know, how do people feel about things? So, you know, the more that we can, um, you know, give people a space to share that information and just build those relationships. I can't say that enough because I think, you know, a lot of times in school districts, we have such such lofty goals of all these things we want to experience and we want to achieve and we want to, um, you know, do this and that. But sometimes we forget that if we don't have strong core relationships, nothing is going to be successful. So I think I would say um, a couple of those pieces of advice would be really um, suggested for districts that are just starting out. That's great and fantastic advice. Well, it looks like we're just about out of time for today. I want to say thank you to our special guest, Diane Wynn, Director of Wellness and Equity for the Rush Henrietta Central School District. Diane, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Mark. I was happy to be here. And as always, thank you to the NISBA staff working behind the scenes. Thank you to Megan DiGennaro, Al Marlin, and Alyssa Maiello. My name is Mark Snyder, Leadership Development Manager at the New York State School Boards Association, and this has been a presentation of the President's Gavel. And this meeting is now adjourned. <laughs>